out of back. No, no I don't like it. We had, we had to change that for I did a I did a movie heckle show and originally those were the stool those were the type of stools without the back and I was like we can't. It's weird that we've got a bunch of comedians here gathered talking about their distaste for stools. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally comedians have a passionate love for stools. Yeah, they love them so much they fuck them yeah. usually. That's one of the things you need for a comedy show is a stool. It's one of the three things: a light, a microphone, stool. Small yeah. ta- small table, you could have instead of the stool. What are you performing at the comedy cellar? <laughs> yeah, they don't have a stool at the comedy cellar. They don't have a stool. The number one club in the country doesn't have a stool. Too much humping. They had to get rid of it. <laughs> they had to retire it. <laughs> it is weird. That's the thing we know about stool. Like that is the thing they've become known for in the comedy world. <laughs> it's like, trust me, if it's gonna, if someone's gonna fuck something, it's gonna be that stool. <laughs> Welcome to bottle episode. Speaking of pieces of shit, uh, welcome to Bottle Episodes. I'm David Piccolomini. I'm Daniel Crow. We're joined by our guest, Joe Russell. <laughs> Are you <laughs> sure? It like a question. <laughs> it's not my real last name. Oh, fair. Okay. <laughs> Can I think about it? We're here with a fugitive on the run from the law, <laughs> Joe <laughs> Russell. You've been doing comedy for a long enough time. That should you shouldn't be questioning which name we want. <laughs> Do you want the one that my driver's license? Sure, we'll dox you. It's fine. <laughs> bleep it out. You didn't say it. I'll just, just bleep, bleep here anyway. Bleep yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, good. I've been going by Russell longer than my real last name because I've been I started doing magic when I was like ten years old, and so I started using that stage name at like thirteen or fourteen. So I've. But to distance yourself longer. from your magic act <laughs> <laughs> so your family wouldn't be embarrassed by your magic act my parents would rather me do magic than comedy for sure <laughs> they've seen my comedy act one time they saw me bomb and they're like you ever think about incorporating a few card tricks <laughs> <laughs> listen even if the jokes are funny you'll really wow them <laughs> i like to imagine they do that for any job you had if you're just an accountant they'd be like maybe put some card tricks in there <laughs> Okay, so uh, we the show we picked today is Family Dog. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? There is no redeeming character in that whole fucking episode. I hated everybody. No, it's it's insane how... So the basic pron- concept is a Twisted Adventures of the Binsford Family Dog, which was apparently there's an Amazing Stories episode. That's based off of, yeah. Yeah. And but, then... Yeah. Oh, God. I think we need to say... The creative team behind this, though. Yeah, that is really... Okay. Executive producer Steven Spielberg. Executive producer Tim Burton. Yeah. Created by Brad Bird. Right. All episodes directed by Chris Buck. 
Who's Chris Buck? Oh, maybe you've seen some of his films like Tarzan and Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same thing with if Brad Bird doesn't ring a bell. Maybe you've seen Ratatouille or The Incredibles or The Iron Giant. Yeah, like one of the huge pillars of Pixar. I will say right now, in fairness to Brad Bird, he is merely credited as the creator. He had no involvement. He didn't think it should be made into a show. He made the episode of Amazing Stories it was based off of. And, you know, very early in his career had the guts to say to Tim Burton and Steven Spielberg, no. No, this is going to be bad. I, uh, but like, all right, Spielberg and uh, Burton executive produced it. But I've worked on TV shows where the executive producer doesn't do shit. They like maybe watch the episode and maybe give it like, yeah, that's good. So maybe they didn't really have anything to do with it. I'll say Burton must have had some involvement. I mean, everything was his animation. It looks like Burton's style. Danny Elfman does the theme. Well, I was watching the intro for when I first turned on the episode, and I was like, oh, this sounds like Pee-wee's Big Adventure or something like that. So I was like, yeah. yeah." Oh, this will actually, there's one more that uh, we had not. Uh, oh. The creator of the Larry Sanders show and the main developer of the Cosby show, Dennis Klein, was also Also involved. a producer? My he was, God. No, he wasn't just a producer. I'm pretty sure he was a writer on it. Jeez. Well, you see, I want you it's to write on my the show. The amount of stacked... Yeah, he was a series writer on it. The amount of stacked this show was. I will also argue that Spielberg was also probably pretty involved because he was heavy into animation at the time. Mm. Oh, you're also on Paul. Paul Dini was involved. Paul Dini was he a was writer. Batman the Animated Series was like his thing. Yeah, he was. Uh, oh my god, of Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Um, Everybody on the show was uh, like a writer for the Animaniacs. Yeah, that's Every- the thing. Spielberg was doing Animaniacs, Tiny Toons. At the time, like so he was big into animation. Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. I Batman prefer Davids. Impossible Batman. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite plant-based <laughs> Batman. <laughs> All right, you putting that in your act? Because <laughs> you should. For the Batman Beyond heads, the crowd. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There are zero Batman fans out there. No, there were plenty of Bat- Batman Beyond. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the show Batman Beyond? Yeah. <laughs> Just asking people, trying to make that a natural segue. Um, Felt super 90s. Yeah. It had a Rugrats feel to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. it's yeah, it's very like it's the Simpsons. It's that edgy animations coming to it. Well, that's exactly why I think they made Family Dog specifically into a cartoon, because Brad Bird uh, was at the time a producer on The Simpsons. Oh, like he's. I think he's said that he's made more money off The Simpsons than any of his films. Wow. Yeah. Just um, being a part, being a producer for. Some well, time. Yeah, like yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet. They were like, okay, well, this guy's involved with The Simpsons. We want to make our Simpsons. Let's just turn his short into a show. At which point Brad Bird was like, no, I'm working on The Simpsons. (laughs) I'm not going to go do this thing. And then they took everything about the show that would make it fun. Let's get into yeah. what the show is. because we haven't Well, actually... it, it was an attempt to make The Simpsons without understanding why people like The Simpsons. They thought people like The Simpsons because you hate everyone. That's <laughs> that's all they took from The Simpsons. Like, everyone is mean. <laughs> that's literally... Yeah, everyone is so mean to everyone else on the show. Everyone... Like, the mom is like... Like the some of the most pretty hot though. Let's be honest, she's got a fucking dump truck ass. <laughs> there is a comment on the second episode. I think there's only one comment, yeah. and in the on the second episode on YouTube, and it's like, would I like to watch the mom wiggle into the doghouse? <laughs> That's like the only comment on the episode on YouTube. 
She looks like uh, like a sexier version of Blondie. <laughs> well, it's it's honestly it's probably we're seeing the early influences of the Pixar dump truck mom style, oh. which is a real because it would have had the character design from Brad, Brad Bird. Bird, and Brad Bird, Bird does the Incredibles. Yes, he makes. Which is where I think people get that Pixar stereotype from. Uh, it's it's one of yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of the, the Pixar dump truck. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, a weird sure. thing that people have talked about. I have to roll like back. Did you did you call Debbie Harry Blondie a minute ago? No. When you said Blondie, the cartoon. Oh, the cartoon. I'm sorry. Yeah, Blondie's sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is also uh, this, uh, she was played by Molly Cheek, who wow, uh, what a name for what you were just <laughs> describing her as. <laughs> She was Jim's mom in American Pie. I was like, "There's got to be an Incredibles Pornhub video, right?" That someone they already based off it. Family Dog, <laughs> uh, a one season bomb from the early '90s. Rule thirty four. I was reading the comments too, and there apparently was a video game. There was a Family Dog video game. It was good enough where they need. They made a video game for Nintendo. Or well, I don't think it was good enough. I think they expected this to be a huge yeah. hit, so they probably yeah. just made a bunch of merch. A lot of people commented like, oh, i never seen the show, but I had the game, which is crazy. Why? <laughs> I guess know. no one saw the show, in no. fairness. <laughs> yeah. it's well. So it's a thing of, uh, like, oh, this was supposed to come out in 91. There's a period from, like, 89 to, like, 93, 94, where TV is just, like, they're like, we're trying to do rude because mm. like Married with Children had worked and The Simpsons yeah. were on the air and suddenly everybody was just trying to copycat that. Yeah. And then you realize that like most people trying to do rude are just sociopaths. Yeah, yeah. this isn't rude. This is abusive. <laughs> yeah. This is a cartoon about a family that neglects and abuses a dog. For the record, abuse is rude. I do. Okay, I, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't. I Married shouldn't. with Children, though, those people were endearing. Like people, they were lovable. But that's the, yeah, they didn't they do that. They missed it all. <laughs> it's also like Martin Mull Martin Mull just plays an asshole anywhere Sure No one time I saw Martin Mull at a rest stop And he he was not being mean to anybody <laughs> He was just you know going about his business Okay There's a right. weird story about that Because um, I was I was in the car I didn't need to do anything in the rest stop And my sister and dad went inside And then they came out And Martin Mull walked by the car and then they came out and they're like, did you see? And I was like, yeah, pretty cool. And they're like, what are you talking about? And it turns out there had been like some terrorist attack in the Middle East and they saw it on the TV in there. And I was talking about Martin Mull. I had seen Martin Mull and they had seen on the TV about this terrorist attack. And I, I was did. like, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was on Roseanne. Smaller than I thought it would be. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole it's this dog is owned by the family. The dog is constantly uh, hungry and thirsty and no one's taking care of it. Uh, the mom is preoccupied by like kind of like a victimization thing. She's like, she's beleaguered, I would say. As a... She's had it. She's, she's right to have had it. Those kids are terrible. No, they're awful. Yeah, no, but it's that thing she, but she like picks up the dog. She's like, oh, always doing everything for everybody. Yeah, a uh, dog can't do anything for itself. Yeah, that was the weird, like I was like, why are you being shitty to this dog yeah. about like cleaning? I like how I felt like five minutes in. I'm like, oh, this shows this whole episode's gonna be about this one thing. This <laughs> this dog getting a drink, isn't it? Yep, <laughs> it I, is. I expected it to be uh, segments. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like Tom and Jerry or something. Oh, they like could have wrapped that up in five minutes. Two stories in <laughs> one episode or something. Yeah, three, two, or two ten minute, two twelve minute episodes. Yeah. yeah, that's what Rugrats did. Yeah, yeah, but no, it 
the whole time he was just he wanted water. It made me thirsty for twenty. Yeah, who else stopped uh, and went and got a drink of water? I would like to note as soon as Joe walked in here to record, he said, "Do you have any water?" But <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't had, give it to me. He had family <laughs> dog on the mind. <laughs> you ready to do that? So it's really yeah, it's just a whole episode of him just like or uh, the dog just trying to get water in a variety of ways. They do add a second plot though, mm. but it. It's just a continuation of the first one. No, they tie them together. I would say it's a different plot. But the dog is still looking for water. The dog... No, it's... Yeah, they tied them together. It's an A story, a B story they tied together. Yeah. There are really talented people working on this. They just made a thing that didn't work. It's too yeah. much talent. Honestly, too many the, cooks in the kitchen? It might be. Yeah. Well, this thing, we... A lot of times we do these episodes, and there are incredibly talented people who would go on to make absolute classics throughout. Yeah. It just doesn't work. I think it's a testament to the difficulty of making any creative endeavor, but this is definitely the most stacked list of creatives we've seen. You know what I felt too? I feel like there's a lot of dialogue coming from like off screen. Yeah. Like they may, got the first cut done and like, this isn't funny enough. We need to jam some shit in here somehow uh, without redoing the animation. But they didn't jam jokes in. They just jammed in like, will you turn down that racket? Yeah. That was like all the jokes. <laughs> and like, I don't know, maybe maybe this is the first time people heard it back in the 90s, but it was like a lot of like stereotypical lines like, oh, better in than out. Or like, yeah, just like whatever they could yell in the moment. <laughs> Uh, I it kind of felt like they were just picking up arguments in the recording booth and putting them in the show. <laughs> so then uh, there's a beauty, co- there's a dog show happening. Yeah, that they're excited about, or that the kids are excited about, or the dad's excited about. The well, dad he, won second place. He, here's the thing: there are numerous escapades of him attempting to get water before that. Yeah, do we, do we want to go through all the escapades of water? Well, you know, at one point the dog ends up in a bra, so I feel like oh, we yeah. skipped over that. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that wasn't part of the rest. I thought that was part of the makeup. Yeah, uh, I'm disappointed it wasn't three bras to cover all six nipples. <laughs> well, this is a guy dog. <laughs> Do we know? Do we know for sure? His name's Jonah. I looked that up. Wow, the dog's name is Jonah. You've done more research than we have. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I just figured he went unnamed. Jo- yeah, Jonah in- and the fail. <laughs> No, he's literally credited as family dog. That's so rude to him. But just a voice actor who's still killing it. Who is it? It's uh, Danny Mann. He was in Sing 2. Finally, Danny boy grew up. <laughs> it's just Danny It's just Danny Elfman without the elf. Yeah. Honestly, that is kind of what he looks like. He took away all the whimsy from Danny Elfman. Honestly, okay. Yeah, I can see on. it. God. <laughs> Man, he just looks like Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope you just take out Danny Elfman. You take out the elf. How much did they pay Danny Man to go oh, every couple minutes? Oh, no. Dude's a pro. He's also, he was in Babe. And oh, like... I don't doubt that he's a pro, but like, there's not a lot of, do- the dog just has to sound sad over and over because things keep going terribly for him. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, the dog constantly... Wait, how did he end up in the bra? I do remember that, because I was like, ah, dog with a bra. Because uh, at one point, the the little girl just wanted to make the dog pretty. Oh, that's, I thought it was mm. for the dog show. Well, she was watching the dog show on TV. Oh, uh, right, because the dog's trying to drink out of the toilet. Yeah. Because the kid just shit in the toilet right. and flushed. Right, the very likable uh, Chucky... Yeah. <laughs> no, like child's he, play kid. They had seen Bart Simpson. They're like, what people like about Bart is that he's the worst. <laughs> so make a kid that's even worse than Bart. Yeah, it's nice to know what Sid from Toy Story was doing before this. Yeah. 
that's actually a good comparison. <laughs> that is exactly what that kid is. He's psychotic. And his face is shocking. Like, he doesn't yeah. match the rest of the cartoon at all. He has a face that implies a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> he's a kid that, like, you could picture this kid that he actually exists. Like, he's a kid that you'd want to, like, drown in a bathtub. How would Did I you... go too far? <laughs> no, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Far enough. By the way, that kid only worked in this show. Yeah, he's probably related to someone on production. The voices were so generic too. Like, like the Simpsons, you have Homer's voice. Yeah, like it's all fun and unique. And then this it sounds like they got it off like a commercial voiceovers. Yeah. Well, I think it's also partially like even how it seems like the recording itself doesn't sound great. Mm. Uh, but like I don't know, Mar- well that also might be that we're getting it off of like weird, weird VHS. But like Martin Mull is a pretty distinctive voice, but he's also a very like neutral voice. He probably recorded in his Greenwich Village rent controlled apartment. Yeah, let's think. Martin Mull is an actor. He's not a voice actor. Yeah, there's a difference. There is a pretty. Big they difference. got voice actors for The Simpsons. Yeah, that he- may have been an objection of Brad Bird's. I don't know how involved he was in the production before he was like, I'm not doing that. But he's a guy who loves animation. He, he may have been like, no, why are you putting actors in this instead of voice actors? Do so you think he had final say? I, he obviously didn't have final say because Steven Spielberg and Tim Burton were involved. So you don't think the bird was the word? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This has been a... They're like little traps you set up. <laughs> yeah. That, that, like where you think we're having a conversation, but it's actually just a pit we're about to walk into. <laughs> we don't feel better afterwards. <laughs> Just like watching Family Dog. It's certainly improving the podcast, but I'm a little mad. I I wish I hadn't given you water. Now I know how the family and family dog feels. So then the second They are mad when he wants something every time. Yeah, they are every time he has any need, they're like, why another? Uh, so then the second episode is... Uh, what? We didn't even really the second finish episode. the... Second half of the first episode. Yeah. They do kind of do it. They, they honestly, if it works, they're kind of doing the Simpson thing. And the Simpson thing starts with a different story. And then all of a sudden, the be- uh, the second half of the episode is all just like they're like in... You know, right. No, but it's a wildly different story. They right. don't really continue over the first oh, one. This is this one... Yeah, but it is. it feels almost like two separate episodes, except for he wants water still. Yeah. Like, but it's a completely different. It's two different. Se- it's only two settings, really. How ma- and how many seasons can you really do about a family dog that doesn't talk? Like, how many things does a dog need? Food, water. That's about it. And they- how many more needs are they going to have? Well, buddy, we'll get to all the needs. <laughs> you saw some I, of the needs. I am shocked. Like, how many things can you do with a dog? Do you know how many Airbud movies there are? <laughs> yeah. No. The thing is about it is everybody hates everybody on the show. I think the son only ever says "stupid dog." It's like every line of his. Uh, also, so they go to the dog show to enter this dog. Who the dog is? Honestly, uh, this this show is a little better if you look at it like an the, origin story for Courage the Cowardly Dog. You, you yeah. know how you can just sign up for a dog show the day of yeah. and bring your dog. You yeah, skipped yeah. one thing though. They end up entering the dog show like oh, out of spite. Oh yeah, because neighbors. Because are... they've got these perfect neighbors with a perfect dog that the dad and mom hate. Mm. Like the whole family just calls these people buttheads. And they're the nicest people in the show. <laughs> yeah, they are the people who are just having a successful life, yeah. rubbing it in on the people they don't like. Who care for their dog. Yeah. They... <laughs> and, and that's why they're the worst. <laughs> uh, so that they're at the dog show. Did anybody notice how, like, German Nazi the, co- the judge was coded? No. Yeah, he's he was a like, Nazi, for sure. Yeah, he was like a weird judge. He's like, oh, he's doing the German thing, and everything's very strict. He had a riding nice. crop. Yeah, it was a lot of weird. I wrote this down. I don't know what it means, but touches his balls. 
No, he touches his butt. His butthole. There's a point where they're giving the dog a bath earlier in the episode where he's going to try to drink from the bath. Uh, that's what, what we gets, call foreshadowing. Gets, yeah, he gets <laughs> soap in it before he can drink it so he doesn't drink it. Yeah. And the mom tries to wash his butt and he doesn't like it. So then later when he's getting inspected by this guy, the guy tries to inspect his butt and he attacks him and then all all hell breaks loose during the dog show. <laughs> that's the one thing I that's the only thing I know about that dog really is that he doesn't like his butt touched. It is a good message for kids. Don't let strangers touch your butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, not a show for children. What are you talking about? It's animated. It must be for children. <laughs> it's about a dog. Uh, I'm willing to bet a lot of people watched this with their family and were horrified. Yeah. Because the reviews for this were horrendous at the time, and they're still correct. They are horrendous. But if you look up like the quotes that they have on Wikipedia in the reception section, it's like, the most vile thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Zero redeeming characters. When I looked at the comments on the very I mean, first episode, yeah. it was all nostalgic. Like, oh, I remember this. Oh, this unlocks something in my brain. I can't believe this exists. Uh, so thank you for... Like, people were happy to see it. You know what unlocked in their brain? Memories of abuse. <laughs> I think back in the 90s, you were allowed to just like not give your dog water for a while. Now it's too much water for dogs. Now... The laundromat will put a bowl of water out for your dog. That's too much hydration. Dogs are yeah. hydrating everywhere now. <laughs> I've long been saying they've had it too good. Yeah, I'm glad we're taking a stand. This show, it, it seems like it's kind of in that same vein of like when they're like, oh, you want to see real America? This is real. Like, this is unfiltered. Like, it's kind of like it's it's a much worse version of what Lucky Louie was trying to do. Mm. They wanted to be like, this is a dystopian family in America. <laughs> <laughs> this is a capitalism uh, living in their suburb with a backyard. <laughs> what a dystopia! This is this is right before we were finding into like Pulp Fiction and Fight Club and all the other like anti. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is a proto-American beauty in many ways. <laughs> Everybody hates each other. Nobody's happy. It's yeah. not working. This is the hardest anyone's ever dissected this shitty show. <laughs> no, no, because it's a thing. metaphor no, for American <laughs> beauty was uh, from DreamWorks, which was started by Steven Spielberg. So he carried over mm. a lot of the ideas from Family Dog <laughs> into American Beauty. Oh, 100%. Man. And then they're, they're like, and now the results after this dog is like attacked us. And they're like... I actually thought for a second he could win. Like maybe... So, like Maybe he wins and that's Joe, like... I think if he was a generally bright person, why on earth did you think that? <laughs> I was like, there needs to be something that happens in the show. And they do all the places. It's really, they go for the anti, I actually did like this piece as anti-comedy. They're like, runner up, this other dog, first place, the dog you expected to win. But now there's a secret award for being like a great sport and really showing a lot. In, right, as that's a what I thought. Oh, this is coming. And I was like, oh, they're going to do this, I guess. And then they did do that. I was like, oh, all right, you got me. <laughs> You're like that belongs to a better dog. Obviously, that dog, this dog is shitty. It deserves nothing. You know what would have been a better ending for that show is if that dog inspector guy inspected it and was like, "This dog is clearly de- dehydrated," and they call the SPCA. Uh, <laughs> family dog loses a dog on yeah. the first season, first episode. <laughs> Honestly, I like that as a premise, and the rest of the premise is this family now has to get their shit together and become a better family. We're pitching, I guess, the, how to make the show better. I like it better if they just stay abusive and neglectful the whole time. I think that's more fun. And they don't grow, and then we're just yeah. doing It's Always Sunny, then. Yeah, we are. All right, that's fine. I saw a comment 
on the first episode that said, wow, they really made the family super mean on this pilot episode. So that leads me to believe they got nicer as the season went on. No. But I, we watched the next episode yeah. and that they were just as bad. It's so weird to me because um, the main creative force seemed to be Tim Burton. Yeah. Over the whole show. And he's made great comedies. He didn't write them. Yeah. But he's made great comedies. And if he was the one trying to like set the tone for this whole thing, I think Tim Burton might not be funny. <laughs> I think he may have accidentally made a handful of really great comedies over the year. Just like just by happenstance. I mean, yeah, I mean, look at a lot of his work now that he's like kind of given a, a pretty much full creative control of it. They're not funny, really. Like Wednesday wasn't funny. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like I get why, but it wasn't like a particularly like hilarious show. But this was being made like at his peak. Yeah. I don't. How did he make all of those great things? Maybe he was just stretched a little thin, you know. Yeah. He had a lot of stuff going on. They're like, this guy's the hottest guy in Hollywood right now. Let's it probably, give him yeah. He just made Batman. Let's give him it. It's just it's it's funny because uh, there are probably times where people are like, you know what? It's not going to be the best thing out there, but it's not going to be the worst. We'll just put it out. It'll be good. But who else would have been like pushing? To be like, make the family abusive. It'll be funny. <laughs> He's the only one that feasibly could have been pushing for that. And everyone else would have been like, are you sure? Yeah. And he would have been like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. why would he do that? God, it just totally, it's so all over the place. It, like, And that's the thing. So at the end of the episode, uh, he hasn't won. And then how does he, he, get, he, he, he gets water. At the end. No, but he has to get water. He gets yeah, water. no, they roll out the, the prize for the winner. And it's a big gold chalice with, an ice sculpture of a dog in it. Oh yeah. And he attacks it and starts licking it and then it melts and into the chalice and he drinks out of that bowl. He drinks the whole bowl of it. Drinks the whole bowl. So then he's full of water, mission accomplished. They're headed back. Now he has to pee. And he doesn't mad. pee though. Which I was come on, this, I was like this show's got to end with him peeing in the car. Yeah, why go They for didn't it. go there. Why are go, you There's yeah. definitely another version probably where they Because they wanted to imagine you yourself peeing in that car. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to let you, the viewer, have that experience over that terrible family. Oh, because they're mad at him that he has to pee. There's also they're mad at him that he has to pee. They're mad at him the whole time. They they come over when he uh, loses or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, buddy, we love you." And then it and then they flip again. They get yeah. mad at him again, like immediately for some other dumb thing. Also, you find out that the dad got second place out of two people at a dog show. When he was a kid, yeah. Yeah, when he was a kid, because he kept bragging, we got second place, and now we didn't even get that. There's a lot of weird flips on the show where it just like it changes on a dime, and now up, oh, now we're set in this direction, like very untastily done, tastefully. Yeah. I think it's that there's book. a good example of that. In the next one, the next episode. Oh yeah. Uh, let's Speaking get... of not tasteful. <laughs> Hey guys, if you want to support the show, you can follow us on Instagram at me, D-P-I-C, comedy, and Daniel Crow is at Daniel F. Crow, and then Joe is at Jokes Russell, so you can follow us all there. Uh, also, check out Joe's show, The Cheese Show, on YouTube, that'll be linked there, and then also I have my stuff, uh, Goblin King Comedy Special on YouTube, uh, Lit Grandma 69 on TikTok, and uh, I'm doing another edition of Christian Science Theater 3000. It was super fun the first time. So we're watching bad Christian movies. Uh, this month we're doing Christian Mingle. I think it's going to be the first week in October at Star Bar in Brooklyn. So check that out. Okay, I think that's everything. 
back to truly one of the worst shows we've watched for this podcast. This, I didn't know what the episode was called. I just got the YouTube links from you guys, so I didn't know that it was going to just be called... Family Dog Goes Homeless. (laughs) If you think abusive and neglectful pet owners are funny, just wait, because we've got jokes about the most vulnerable among (laughs) us. Jesus Christ. Every now and then we see uh, a, a show where... This, again, this is the highest rated episode of Family Dog is Family Dog Goes Home. This is the one they, they were <laughs> the like. Fans think this is the best episode. <laughs> and every now and then we get one where like there is a noticeable improvement. improvement. Um, every now and then we just get lateral moves where it's pretty much the same show. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible for this show to get more tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. It managed to yeah. against all odds. I guess that is the thing. I guess the people that like Family Dog like it for being tasteless. So when yeah. it reached its peak tasteless... Technically, the highest rated episode is Show Dog. Oh, the pilot, yeah. At 7.7, in the, the first episode. But yeah, this, by the way, is only coming in at a 6.8. <laughs> so people who love the show were like, this is still a lot. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it has him written as the writer. He's it has credited. Brad Bird credited yeah, as the yeah. writer. Because I think, I think he's just credited as writer on all of them for creating. Yeah. No I didn't see it... a credited writer on any of the episodes. I just saw like additional material. No, uh, it was uh, the one guy from uh, fucking uh, Larry Sanders show. Okay. He was one of the writers. Anyway, and the other guy that we were looking at. But um, so this one, Family Dog Goes Homeless. Uh, a homeless woman just sneaks into the backyard. Lives there for weeks and the family doesn't notice. <laughs> She's just living in their backyard. Which shows you how much they are not checking on their dog. Yeah. No, they're <laughs> they're like, not. something's going on out there and we don't know. <laughs> I think he's probably got water. Maybe not. She's loud, though. <laughs> She's in their backyard <laughs> just screaming, you brought me food? Like, for 20 minutes of this episode. Listen, someone who has been in a backyard when people didn't know, people are aware pretty quickly when it happened. Okay, when were you in a backyard when people were not aware? Oh, there was a party, and then uh, I fell asleep at the party in the backyard. Oh. <laughs> there's nothing in their yard, though, to even... No, no. There's, there's a dog house. That's it. No, she stays in the dog... I, oh, no, she sets up a tent next to the dog house. Oh, she goes into the she dog, goes house. In the dog oh, she goes house. That's house? what the person was commenting, because they listed the time frame when, uh... when she crawled into the dog house. <laughs> And the comment was like, would have liked to see the mom crawl into the doghouse instead. Because uh, so I saw the comment first. I was like, okay, someone's going to crawl into the doghouse. Uh, <laughs> but I wasn't sure who. I should have figured it out. Though. Cause, so, so it's a bag lady. It's like a homeless lady, a la Home Alone 2, lost in New York. Yeah. Like that lady. This is, I think, a year before. Mm, maybe someone stole that idea. Oh. <laughs> so Spielberg... I He's think got connections. You never know. I think it's also just in the archetype at that point of like the, at the time the gypsy, like that, like that kind of like creating that like aesthetic around the homeless people. Yeah, it's a weird character. Oh thing. yeah, hobo wasn't sad back then. Like my dad said, his Halloween costume growing up was always a hobo. Like always, would, always they would dress him up in like old big clothes didn't fit him, and they'd take. <laughs> He said this. He would take a wine cork and they'd burn the end of it and they put it on his face so like he was make him look Sud? dirty. Oh, that's called blackface. Yeah, I didn't want to say that to him, but it was <laughs> not done very well. <laughs> he was a hobo like every year for Halloween, so it was just fun. Now we just call him a bindle boy. <laughs> Hobos were fun. You just ride on the back of trains with your 
stick and your handkerchief. Does hobo stand for homeward bound? It stands for hub boy. All right. <laughs> Things are going rough. <laughs> Woof. Much like homeward bound. Okay. Anyway, homeless dog. But so what happens is the dog at the start of this episode is hungry. Yes. Because I guess all the episodes start off with him hungry or thirsty. Because, you know, he's being neglected. Actively. Hilarious. <laughs> like, and so he You go- love dogs so much. Like, you're very close with dogs. And, like, care. Was this, and like, dogs ha- love me. Was it very hard to watch? Kind of, like, yeah. I felt bad. It is. It is. Yeah. It's really. You're just like, why do I want to watch this family be mean to a dog for an hour? People write what they know. So I feel like someone <laughs> on the writing team was like, yeah, I've starved my dog before. I, I remember that one day. Remember when we f- forgot to give water to Spot? It was we really make a whole episode about it. <laughs> remember that time a homeless person lived in my backyard for months and I didn't notice? So the dog starts. The dog. Well, no, uh, the dog knocks over a trash can because he's starving. And then the homeless lady is on the other side of the fence being like, ooh, lucky dog. <laughs> lucky dog with the trash. You gotta, Give me some of that, dog. You got a chicken leg. Yeah. And she guilts the hungry dog into giving her the trash food. And gets the dog to start taking it out of the refrigerator and bringing it to her. Yeah, which I guess was always an option for him, but he was starving. <laughs> That I, dog bought it her a raw steak and she ate it. Oh, I did yeah. I did notice that. She just ate a straight raw steak. <laughs> it's I wanna like I love the idea that the dog just has such terrible self esteem issues that it can do all the things it needs to do to survive regularly on its own, but it doesn't believe in itself. It needs someone else to be there to be like, Go grab it out of the fridge. It's like, Oh yeah, I could do that. <laughs> now one would think this would just be to set up their relationship for the episode. Yeah. But I swear to you, it is a third of the episode is just him bringing her food. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, in return, though, she gives him love and attention. So it's like, scratch my back, I'll scratch your yeah, back. Yeah, but it ends you've tragically. Discuss- it doesn't. Again, it flips on a fucking dime. Yeah. Here's the thing. You've just discovered, though, a human's relationship with a dog. You give it food, it gives you love and attention. Yeah. No, it was she's, happening he's the other doing it reverse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe Uh-oh. it's a little smarter than we thought. Uh, so. Yeah, it's very good show all of a sudden. But <laughs> so, no, it so is the so, woman, she, but it she's is, his pet. It is so boring when you're just watching him bring her food. Like, it's so pet. That's why it should have been two different things per episode because they don't have what's needed for a full episode on either either of the ones we watched. And imagine how boring it was before they added all the off-screen dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> There's parts where their mouth did not match up with what they were saying, so I feel like they changed a lot of shit later on. It's possible. <laughs> Who was the voice of the homeless woman? Because it sounded very familiar. It did. It was Meryl I... Streep. Uh, <laughs> hold on, I'll look to see if I can find because I tried to find it earlier, and it's not on the IMDb, or it's not like really anywhere. Oh, it's a mystery woman. But she does. She does sound like it's. It's not. It's not Carol Kane, but it's in that same kind of like raspy, like ah, oh, come on, yeah. you know, you love me, I New York. Was yeah. it the mom from My Mother the Car? <laughs> no, she's much more sensual. Yeah. So then she, she says to the dog, like, "You want to come on the road with me? Yeah. You want to ditch your family? Yeah." And the dog decides, "Yeah, I'm going to do that." Does it pretty quickly too? Yeah, he doesn't even think about it, which understandable. The family's been awful to him. So then she takes him to what's clearly New York City. 
Yeah, which is apparently <laughs> walking distance from their suburb. Uh, yeah, they're just in Westchester, like, yeah. like slightly north of the city. Yeah. And uh, pretty accurate, New York City. <laughs> yeah, he's scared because it's loud. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And she, within five minutes of going to the city... By the way, who is this homeless person hanging out in the suburbs? Uh, yeah, what is she... Like, just, is, she, like, that's an option? It feels like more would be doing that. She did explain that she was on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, once. yeah, she was a juggler. Oh, I think she was probably lying. You think so? I think that I think the guy at the end was her juggling partner. Mm, maybe. I mean, it's a thing where it could go either way with, like... It, it, and the it's really a... Uh, not te- whatever the opposite of a testament is to the episode. It's a detriment to the episode where mm. it's like that's you're supposed to tell us is she lying or not. Mm. You're supposed to give us more clues so we can put that together. Yeah. As opposed to I get she's homeless, but there are homeless people that were successful. Yeah. And it seems like it could have been going either way, but it doesn't really land on either side of it. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. But so she goes back to the city with him. Pretty much immediately finds her old partner, and then he's like, "It's me or the dog." And she pretty quickly goes, "All right, get out of here, dog." It happens so fast. Yeah. No, this is not a comedy. This is a tragedy. <laughs> like, these episodes are tragic. She didn't even try to fight for the dog. Didn't even, like... No. It was like, I don't want the dog. And she was like, okay, fine, bye. It's pretty pretty quickly. She's like, them's the brakes, kids. <laughs> Kid. Uh, she gives him back a brooch that he stole from the house before he left. Oh, what would happen with the jewelry? Well, he took all the... that. It ties into the end because... He goes back to finds his family with the jewelry, yeah. and they just scream at him for taking the jewelry. They're putting lost dog signs up in the city while being like, I hate this dog. Why, yeah. why are you even looking for it then? Yeah, they're putting up these signs and being like, oh, I hope we never find this <laughs> dumb dog. They're just this, doing what they have to do. This dog is so direct- stupid for running away. <laughs> <laughs> and then... How dare you be a neglected dog for this long and then try and leave with someone. And then he comes back and they're just like, you idiots. And then he's very happy to see them, though. Yeah. No, as it, they're shitting on them. He, as they're shitting on him. He lives for the abuse. It's a, it should be called Masochist Dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the show should be called. Masochist Dog. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would that has trouble getting on to primetime. Not when you've got that team behind it masochist dog and like at that time steven spielberg and tim burton could have got any show on tv and they chose this they could have got masochist dog on that's why i feel like going back to it like they probably didn't do much they probably were just like sometimes executive producers are just like yeah i think spielberg didn't do much but i think burton was involved mm. like it's his style it's elfman he's got to be the one that made it that dark i actually i should have watched brad bird's original short i'm curious what that is like it must have been good enough to get nah. the green light. Based on what I know about Brad Bird, it can't be like this. I mean, it's probably somewhat like this, but it's, it, the thing is, there is a good show in here somewhere. Not nah, top, maybe. Uh, Just about a cartoon about a dog, like basically. Well, no, but it's the thing of there's like, yeah, it's a dog cartoon. So, but like Brad Bird, you can do uh, a lot more of the like. You can ride that line better because this one just like bulls over every step of it, yeah. and you can do kind of an early, er, like a edgy dog comedy thing. He's never been a guy that made edgy stuff. No, that's true. Well, I will say the action scenes in the episodes are fun and like well animated, and you can yeah. see where that style starts to come in. You can feel a little bit of like the early Ratatouille kind of like people picking up that stuff from working with Brad Bird on the thing and then making it a show. 
It is possible that um, maybe the short is edgier because there's the story of the Iron Giant where he pitched the Iron Giant because his sister had been murdered and it got him like thinking like, what if a gun didn't want to be a gun? And it like got him like real, you know, introspective and all that. Maybe he was like an edgelord until he experienced trauma in his own life. This is Brad Brad Bird made edgy dog stuff. It's possible. Let's get him on the line. Call Brad Brad Bird. Okay, Joe, what was your take on this whole homeless episode? Like, just uh, like the New York. It was harder for me to to follow than the water thing. Like, the water one was like, all right, there's a clear goal here. This one was all over the place for me. Yeah, he doesn't really have a goal. It's to get food. It's the same to get food, but this is way weirder to try and get it. Yeah, like if you weren't paying attention to the episode, you'd be like, "What's what? What's going on right now?" If you that would be if you weren't paying attention to most things. <laughs> no, the water episode, you would. <laughs> He's it still is, looking for water. I it, guess yeah, it was harder to pay attention during this episode because there's that giant lull in the middle of him just bringing her food. <laughs> and then yeah, she does monologue. She like says like all the different shows she's been on, yeah. and it's like six or seven. <laughs> it's like the I think you should leave sketch with Tim Heidecker, where he just starts naming all those obscure celebrities yeah it's exactly <laughs> yeah so question did you guys watch all the episodes to find which ones i should watch no, no. You, we go on imdb and look what the highest rate okay is. okay good thank god no you didn't make us watch all of some we, there are Dog. some series we have watched every episode for i would not have under any circumstances have done that for family dog how does this out of all the episodes you have so far of this podcast how does this rank TV show wise, it's yeah. not the worst. Okay, the worst I've seen so far actually turns out we are not even doing this episode. I, I guess it was pitched to someone and they said no, but I uh, ended up watching Ren and Stimpy's Adult Party cartoon, and that's my least favorite. Oh, the thing. one that was on like Spike TV. Spike TV. I remember watching that and be like, this isn't Ren and Stimpy. They're like taking big shits, and you're like yeah. seeing like the shit come They're out of there, eating full boogers. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> it it goes on for a while. It's it's better than that. Okay, but I can understand why someone might run an ad during Family Dog. I couldn't understand like you're gonna <laughs> just run an ad for an energy drink in the middle of Ren and Stimpy, uh, living in a spittoon, <laughs> eating vomit. That doesn't make any sense. To That's me. what happens when you give the creator Ren Stimpy full control. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, so I you can do whatever gov- I want. <laughs> you took the governor off. Yeah, uh, but, uh, again, I watched that for no reason. <laughs> so we're gonna have to do it someday because I watched it. I, all I remember from that is remembering a, a, like a fireman taking a big shit. It was like the size of a can of soup. Well, thankfully, I didn't watch that episode, but I'm not surprised that happens. So, yeah, Family Dog is better than that, but I think Family Dog is probably in the bottom five for me. Yeah, because it's it's morally bad. Yeah, it's just abusing a dog. There for... are A kid could have watched this show, found it funny, and abused their dog in response. Yeah, made a dog, put on a bra, throw makeup all over its face. Yeah, no, easily. I mean, they ended up using that dog, though, in the future for, like, some of the other Tim Burton projects. So maybe this is just, Frank like, the... Frank and Weenie f- predates yeah. this. He made oh. a short when he was in art school. Oh, gotcha. That Frank and Weenie is based on. But it does look a lot like the yeah. dog from Frank and Weenie. I was going to say maybe this, like, was the first step towards something better. <laughs> but yeah. no. Well, it was for literally a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, no, everyone, in spite of this failure, went on to huge things. The music was great. Yeah, it's, this came in 93. The only person whose career didn't keep going up after this was Tim Burton. Yeah. This is 93 would probably be, yeah, his peak. 
That's Ed Wood comes out. He's not doing anything better after Ed Wood. Mm. He's but, doing more successful things, but nothing yeah. better. No, that's yeah, that's that's where he gets established in that weird like. He's already established. But like then it's like Oscars and no, never no? won any Oscars. Not even for Ed Wood. I thought Ed no, Wood... like Ed Wood won an Oscar, but not for Tim Burton. Oh, okay. Uh, Martin Landau for supporting actor. Right. Okay. Great. I'm glad we got there. Uh, so Family Dog. Let's. Well, how would we improve it? What would we do with it? Uh, um, give Brad Bird full creative control. He'd probably make a good show. Yeah, probably. But also, I think the thing was he looked at it and went, I don't want to do it. It's, he probably did that after he was told what their vision for it was. That's possible, too. For sure. Okay, so get Brad Bird on it. Uh, like, I like the... I honestly, I love the idea of taking the dog... The dog gets taken away by, like... <laughs> and then... Well, because then the family has to go, wait, what were we doing that was creating this? I mean, like, the Simpsons always had, like, that tender loving moment at the end i think this which i really usually hate those things like i love how seinfeld doesn't have it but those are characters are like nice lovable even though they're terrible people these are just terrible people the whole time and it could have really benefited from at least five or ten seconds of them being like oh we missed you come on come in the car you would get it for about five seconds but then they immediately abuse the dog yeah like yeah also the differences between seinfeld seinfeld doesn't need hugs because no one kicks a dog no one is mean to a dog in Seinfeld. I bet they pitched that episode, but even they realized we can't do that. <laughs> Not if we want people to hug. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other thing, like, you could also just do a show where, or that's what The Simpsons does. The Simpsons literally has an episode where they, they have the dog, the yeah. dog doesn't win, and yeah. then they still love it anyway. Yeah. And that's what you're missing. Because they're like, wow, not only are you a failure, but you're a dumb, bad failure, and we hate you for it. Which is all Matt groaning, right? Groaning. Groaning. Yeah, yeah. He did all the heart stuff, all the good heart stuff at the end. Was he? Yeah, I believe so. I have no idea. He added the tenderness in at the end. Hey, you know who's someone who's uh, famously been able to inject a lot of heart into his work? Brad Bird. (laughs) Or Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but I think he was not really there at all. Which, understandable, he would have been making Jurassic Park and Schindler's <laughs> List the year this came out. At he the was same busy. time. Yeah. He was busy. <laughs> what a year for him. Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Family, family Dog. dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of things you should watch instead of Family Dog, what would you recommend? Schindler's List? I, I mean, movie. It's a TV show. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I haven't seen it, but I'd say probably go watch that Amazing Stories episode. I'm going to. <laughs> I bet it's good. Uh, okay. Thank you for recommending something you haven't seen. I bet it's probably good. Uh, I'm going to recommend the show I'm Sorry, which has Martin Mull in it playing the dad. Uh, he plays a, uh, uh, it's a, he's like a retired dad who's like slowly getting into like swinging and like doing drugs he's not the main character he's a side character but it's uh, it's a really great show starring andrea savage i'm sorry it's on max now formerly true tv these trailers are insane i'm gonna have to edit this out later but it's just this is just like weird muscle guys and these are what plays from family dogs i oh no i've seen this movie oh really yeah what is it um so those two uh twins are drive they're truck drivers and I think the director of this, he went on to make three little... I think John Turtletaub is the director of this. Oh. So he did, like, National Treasure. This was his first movie. I want to say it's called, like, Think Big or something. And I've actually seen ripped. this movie. That's weird. Yeah, no, they they barely... Yeah, oh, Martin, Martin Mull's in, in it. So it's just playing Martin Mull stuff. 
Got it. It's a terrible movie. Okay. And Joe, what show would you recommend? Uh, this is a YouTube channel called The Engineering Guy. <laughs> he explains like how like a bunch of shit works. It's it's way better than Family Dog. Oh my god, I love that. This is this is this is the first time a YouTube video has been the suggestion. I didn't know that that was an option. I don't think it is. I think Joe just made up a new rule. I've been obsessed with it lately. What is he? The best episode he's got is he explains why a aluminum soda can is shaped how it is and goes through the history of soda cans, and it's really really interesting. Honestly. Soda cans, like the size of the poop from Ren and Stimpy. You were talking about. <laughs> oh, I want to, before we end this, I got to read one comment I screenshotted from oh, the yes. first episode of Family Dog. Hell yes. Man, we're lucky to grow up in the 80s. Feel bad for those who missed out. No school shootings, no social media. <laughs> <laughs> Are they aware that this came out in 1993? <laughs> uh, that's a slight oversight. Uh, also, no. wait, kids that grew up in the 80s did die in Columbine. That was the 90s. But those kids did grow up in the 80s. Oh, to die in yeah. Columbine. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't th- I'm not going to fact check that comment, but it's I like am. the sense <laughs> of it. Is. I don't think there's anything to fact check. I think it's I think right this there. show's worse than a school shooting. You think family talk is? <laughs> hey, that's how we're ending. <laughs> no, no. Well, how we're ending is asking our listeners to write in and say if they think it's worse than a school, would they rather watch every episode or be stuck? Or would you rather a have a horrible thing? Would, okay. you, would you rather have Family Dog or social media? That's the only thing that's just as bad as a school shooting in this person's mind. <laughs> anyway, oh, no, guys, you can follow vi- us on Instagram <laughs> at.